You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey! Hey! Welcome to the NFL. It's 3 o'clock on Dukes and Bell. I find it interesting. Thanks for making us your sports station. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Oh, we got a new coach, Atlanta. Quinn Snyder. He's going to join us at 4 o'clock here on Dukes and Bell. Um, we're going to talk about a lot of different things today. As a matter of fact, we're going to head down to Orlando and talk to Matt and Michelle. Um, there is a story that has come out in regards to college football that has a lot of people ears their ears going, what is going on? We're going to talk to Matt about it. It has to do with the ACC. It's a big story. And uh, as I like to say, Mike, a developing story. We'll see where it goes. But Matt's going to join us at 320. Uh, NFL Blitz brought to you by our friends at Priority Men's Medical Centers. Check them out at PriorityMensMedical.com. We'll get to some NFL stuff along the way. But let's talk about the elephant in the room. Before we get into what was said this weekend, and Mike, and, and your response, I want to first go back, and let's just play the telephone game because I think this is what's going on. We say things on this show, and we say a lot. We have a big show. And day in and day out, some things are taken, and you can see things online, and we're on Twitch, and we're on YouTube, and you hear these little snippets, and sometimes you take those and you run with them. And I'm not saying you. Maybe it is you. But people see this narrative that they believe has been built. And if you go back, as we've been talking about this situation with our Hawks, Prior to the hiring of the new coach, all right, we were talking about what's going on with our organization. And we've been on this for months now because it's not what it should be. We shouldn't be a game above 500. So the narrative, Mike, has been, for the most part, responsibility, leadership. It's what we've wanted, whether it was coming from Nate or it was coming from our star player. Now, last week, and this gets us into this weekend's interactions, Last week, we were very specific about our star in Trey Young. And we need to say this, and it's ridiculous that we have to say it, but we need to say it. We don't dislike Trey Young. I talked to Trey's father this weekend. We don't dislike Trey Young, okay? Rayford, he knows. Trey knows. At the end of the day, we've supported Trey. But when things go wrong with your organization and things are floundering, You go, where is this going? What's the direction? And the star needs to be involved. So specifically last week, we said, hey, what's going on with Trey? Is he going to speak? Is he not going to speak? And, Mike, that gets us to this narrative that we've been killing Trey. Oh, you're making such a big deal. And I said to you last week, and I'll say it again for those who missed it, he's the biggest star in the city. Again, we did the math. We're looking at, you know, there are players that you root for on the other teams, but Trey is the biggest brand in Atlanta. And he's the star of the team, and that's why they gave him the big loot. So when this goes down, and I'm telling you, unless you hadn't seen this happen in other cities or you don't follow how media works in other cities, when something like Nate getting fired goes down, you hear from the star player. 
And we didn't hear it for Trey for 72 hours. Steve Coonan came out and said there was a legitimate family emergency. And I, I'll have to take Steve's word at that. But Wednesdays, Trey still had time to do other things like post photos of him in a Steve Nash jersey. So I was saying, hey, I heard DeJounte Murray. I heard a guy who's one of the newer players on this team. I heard John Collins who's been here a while. And they're giving you some really interesting points, I thought, of conversation about leadership, direction of this team. It's not college anymore. These are his teammates saying this. And I'm saying, where's Trey? And I talked about leadership, and I get it. To some of our audience, leadership is not what you want from your player. All you want to do is do what he did last night, and that's great. If he keeps doing that, that's what he's here for. That's what we fell in love with Trey about, taking things over at the Garden, what he did against the Sixers, what he did against the Cavs and the Hornets in the play-in game last year before they ran into Miami. So all we want is this team to be the best it can be, to Carl's point. But I think leadership is something you need. I think all the elite teams have it. Celtics have it. You've heard about what the, the culture is like in other, other franchises like Golden State. So if I said Trey needs to have a larger presence on Wednesday, how, how that translates to me or Carl running Trey out of town, that's ridiculous, guys. Now, that's heat. I'm criticizing the man, and I have strong opinions, and that's why we are the number one show in town. But I think he should have been there. Now, moving forward, last uh, night he puts on an unbelievable effort. He posts a tweet. He says, we bound to fall against the odds. We get up, we go crazy. Greatness. And I think with the ice uh, emoji. And I said, okay, just more like last two. In other words, let's do more of those things. That's great. That's what we're here for. And then that's when Trey came at me on Twitter. What did he say? Well, he called me a, a, a it's a gardening implement. You, you can say ho right in a sentence. He, he called you a ho? Well, that was part of it. He also said, you know, I don't. You know, he doesn't play for me. And I said, well, you know, I do buy a 10-game pack in my mm. own small way. You do, you know, we're paying customers. Yeah. So anyway, he came back at me, and it was basically, you know, blank off, ho, and all that. And then, of course, a lot of fans went in on it. And by the way, they're selling T-shirts. I should get a piece of this action if that uh, does happen. Well, I, I do agree with that. But no, guys, it's I just don't understand how Trey and his father or whoever else in the Trey camp, that's, you think that's heat? Pull that move of not being at the press conference on Wednesday in New York or Chicago or Boston, and you'll feel an avalanche of heat. And in columnists writing things, that'll be a hell of a lot more, i got to be honest, explosive than anything I said or you said on the radio. Now, if I say something like, hey, Carl, he got the coach fired. He might as well have the say in getting him hired. Now, that's we're having fun tongue-in-cheek. If you feel that's mean-spirited, I don't know what to say to you. You come to us for strong opinions. I think Trey's lack of leadership is part of the reason Nate's no longer here. The good news is we got a clean slate. We're excited about what we're going to get with Quinn Snyder. And if he wants to come at me at Twitter, and that's his prerogative, hey, you can say whatever you want. What's up, I, what's up with the name calling, though? I don't know. But again. I'm asking. I don't know. I mean, unless everything gets, like you said, like the telephone game, we talk about things on the air, and it gets back to him, and maybe it gets, I don't know, it, okay. it gets twisted. I don't get it. All right. So let's talk about that for a second. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. If your parents cared about you at any point in your life, I'm guessing they probably showed you tough love. If that's the case, then that means, you know what? If you were spoiled and never had a hard day in your life, you probably don't know about accountability. And for us and what we do, and it's a shame that I have to spell this out for so many of you, but I'm going to do it. For what we do, it's about accountability. I don't know how many times I've said this on this microphone or on this radio station, this blowtorch of this radio station, one of the best in the country. The fact is we hold all of our stars accountable. And I've said this time and time again. I'm never going to take shots at a guy outside the realm of sports, but maturity, performance, leadership, winning, how you lose, Mike, on and off the court, what you do in the community, it all adds up. 
That's the makeup of a star in any community, including Trey Young. So with that said, okay, this is simply about accountability. And if you don't want us to hold our stars accountable, I'm sorry. I can tell you right now, this isn't your show. And I'm fine with that. But this show is about holding the Braves accountable, holding the Falcons accountable, holding Atlanta United accountable, holding the Georgia Bulldogs accountable, holding Georgia Tech accountable, holding Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks accountable. If you don't want that, I guess you don't understand that aspect of life. And this this show specifically, we hold our stars to a certain level. There's nothing more than I want Trey than to achieve, to become an MVP, to win Eastern Conference championships, to win an MVP, to win chips. There's nothing more. You know why? How good did we feel when the Braves did it? How good did it feel? Hey, when Georgia, we remember this conversation we'd have with people telling us we're so mean about Mark Richt and all the things we were discussing about Georgia not living up to its full potential. And now you see Georgia as a monster, as the top of the mountain. How good does it feel? Everything you wanted. For years, I'd be bellyaching about the Braves. Spend some money. Well, you can't argue about it. They're spending money. They're investing in their young stars, and now they got a great shot to win another championship. So don't be mad, Mike. No. That's my point. That's my thing. Don't be mad about accountability. If you're a spoiled individual and that's the life you've led, so be it. But don't be mad because Mike and I are going to hold our stars accountable. We did it for a guy named Matt Ryan. We did it for a guy named Freddie Freeman. We did it for a guy named Dansby. We did it for a guy named Joseph Martinez. We did it for a guy named Al Horford. I could go on and on. It's not going to change. So with that said, not cool name calling because nobody called you names. But at the end of the day, we're cool. I'm fine with however you feel about this team. The end game, though, guys, is winning. Win. Right. That should be it. And at the end of the day, it's Twitter, guys. It's not even real. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's Twitter. It, in the words of my grandma, it's a fugazi, okay? I mean, look, if, Trey, if someone's going to make T-shirts like, shut up, ho, oh, I want a piece of the action yeah, because I am the object of the derision. You should get So it. I should get a piece of that. But the other thing at the end of the day is we're having a conversation about this team because we all care about this team. And we want this team to do the best. 21 was unbelievable. Tell me that run we had. And that's why it's born of frustration. And now, hopefully, with Quinn Snyder coming in, will we be able to put a little run together? And if Trey keeps doing the things he was doing the other night, then certainly this team's going to have an impact. But one other thing. We do keep receipts on this radio station. Mm. And there are a lot of radio stations in this town that would give their ITs for the numbers that we have. And I'm like, I'm not trying to go Ric Flair here, but sometimes you got to puff your chest out and tell it like it is. And appreciate the kind words from Steak this morning. There are guys in this town who are so envious and so pathetic, and these guys are just weasels, and we are the station that makes the news. We're the station that breaks the news. We're the station where you come for entertainment, and you guys couldn't handle our jockstrap. So have your jokes, have your laughs, but we're kicking your ass. That's true. 404-741-0929. You want to hit us up on the uh, text line? You can. Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. Find us on Twitch. You can interact with us there and on social media. At Mike Bell, ATL. I'm at Put em Up. See Dukes in this radio show. It's Dukes and Bell 929. <whistles> Chips. That's all I want. That's all I care about. And I'm going to press every team, coach, general manager, assistant general manager, star, whoever, whomever, to achieve the highest level we can possibly have. That's all I want in this city. And at the end of the day, I don't give a damn how we get it. Hey, when I was uh, in 2015, people said I was trying to run Matt Ryan out of town. Remember, I wrote the blog, let's go get Deshaun Watson. He stayed another year at Clemson. But they, but they didn't like Matt Ryan. 
but they love Trey, and that's cool. But you have your own agendas, guys. You have your favorites, and you have other guys you're not favorites of. We try to be even and fair about all this. We just want everybody to win, but there, there you have it. So, uh, and Mike, you know what? I got nothing to apologize for asking accountability of my star players. So no. then I'm apologizing. No. You're barking up the wrong freaking tree. No, that's not happening. Uh, here's the other thing, and this is why everybody's frustrated, and, and then we're going to move on. We've got Matt Marchell coming up. He's going to join us about this big news in the ACC. Uh, if you haven't heard, it is big news, and we'll discuss coming up here in less than 10 minutes. Also, Quinn Snyder, head basketball coach of our Atlanta Hawks, is going to join us at, at 4 o'clock. Why we are all so up in arms is because we're all so frustrated. Really. The season hasn't gone the way you expected it to. We had a lot of hype coming into the season with DJ and everybody being healthy. The reason why is we're all frustrated. We're a game over 500. Guys have not played up to their capability. Now, again, is that the coach, the former coach? Is the play- Who knows? But that's really why everybody's up in arms. But I'm not going to ever mm. stop pushing for the best that's it. Right. Well, we talked about this back in January. I mean, guys, you believe what you want to believe, think what you want to think. I was the one that was saying, if you want to say make this Nate versus Trey, I was saying, you know, they got to move on from Nate. It, you've hit an impasse. You, you, this thing's falling on deaf ears. Steve Cooney was on the show, and he said, oh, no, no, we just got to get healthy, and then we'll make a run. Never happened. Didn't so happen. they moved on to Quinn Snyder, which I think is a great hire. But anyway, there you go. So that's so that's where we're at. I was having dinner last night in Little Italy up in New York. Maybe How I, was it, by the way? I don't know. Maybe Trey got up six. He saw me at Madison Square Garden, but I was at a hockey game. <laughs> I wasn't at a Knicks game. <laughs> I said how much I love walking in MSG, but it's MS for hockey. Well, ice. up there, you might yes. have heard Blank You Trey. I mean, yes. Like, well, actually, there was a lot of stuff going on in that game last night with the Kings. But, yeah, so I'm, I'm having dinner, and all this is going down. I saw the scores. So I'm getting the updates on my phone about what the Hawks are doing, so I'm aware during the timeout what's happening. But, anyway, that's that's how this thing all went down. So, I got a guy, <laughs> I just had a guy on Twitter go, as I said, Twitter's not real. I'm playing the victim. I'm just telling you where I'm coming from. You, it's up to you guys. I mean, you can't relate to well, where I'm coming from, so be it. Here's the other part of this. And, and you know, this – I get this five hours a day. Every day. Every day. I, I, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about what goes on on this show. We're going to talk about things that happen in and around this show. Nobody's doing anything except discussing what happened. And, by the way, it's the most talked about thing kind of out there right now. All right, man. Coming back, we got plenty to talk about and plenty to get to. We're going to talk to Quinn Snyder, as we mentioned. Um, if you have a comment or two, you're more than welcome to chime in. I don't care. Yes, you do. We got a new coach. By the way, does yes, this, you do. This is me. We're not getting Trey on anytime soon, by the way. Well, we, the, we'd love to talk to Trey. No, no, You've heard no. Say that. Here's the other thing. Real talk. Where have you heard him? Where have you heard him? Right. I'd love to hear our star somewhere outside of a quote after the game. That's right. not taking a shot. No, that's, that's just being real. And that's why we he, said it. I mean, like, I got to say this. Get me going. <laughs> Embrace the community. Embrace the community. Don't just play here. Come on shows. Be active. Do things. I'm just saying, if you want to talk about that, of course we'd love to have him. We, we have everybody on this show. But John, at the end John of the day. John Collins comes on and gives us some really good stuff. That's where we're at. So, I'd love to hear that from Trey. I, I just want to put that out there. But I'm going to say it's probably not happening anytime soon. No, it's probably not. All right. We got stuff to get to. Uh, coming up also a little bit later on in the show, we're going to talk about the Falcons. Lots of stuff out there, man, about this draft. Combines this week. Mike, did you see this report? We were talking about the NFL here before we got on this whole what happened this weekend. The Bears are looking to potentially move the number one pick. Yeah, and I said this to you a few weeks back. I would love, I mean, I don't know if you're willing to make the moves to get up there and get the transformative defensive piece that a Jalen Carter could be. Yeah. 
but I would sure like to make some phone calls and see what it would take. You know, I mean, that's that's would, a game Would you want to go from eight to one, though? Well, then you're going to lose a lot of first-rounders, you know, and that's the thing. Can you, can you sacrifice the first-rounders and still have enough second-rounders? That would be the question. Again, the value system for those picks, but something that would get this town, that would get this town electrified for the Falcon fans out there. I think so, too. All right, Matt Marshall's going to join us. He writes for the Orlando Sentinel, covers college football on a national level. What is going on in the ACC? This might mean the end of the ACC as we know it. We'll give you the latest next. This is Jim Rome with a CBS Sports Minute. Tone depth does not begin to disclose. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We are talking about Quinn Snyder, the new head basketball coach of our Atlanta Hawks. He's going to join us here at 4 o'clock, and we'll get a chance to pick his brain. Now listen, it's been a whirlwind. I mean, he's been on the sidelines just chilling. But you got to know, over the last, probably since they had that first Zoom call with him, and he becomes a serious candidate, uh, Landry Field said he was the first guy they called. Seems like Kyle Corver was involved in this, too. Absolutely. Um, and Kyle played for him, okay, when he was a part of Bud's staff. You're going back mm-hmm. to the 14 season. Um, and uh, I talked to Bud last night, Mike, about Quinn Snyder, and he was ranting and raving about Snyder and the person he is. The coaching part of it, we'll figure that out. But I think the bigger part is what kind of person you're getting when this guy comes in and says, hey, what am I taking on with the players that I have here and what can we do with the players I have here? The team's going to change, guys. It's just the nature of the NBA. But you're trying to get the most out of this group that you can right now. But it's some of those things that you and I have talked about. I mean, you're, you need some more veteran veteran scoring off the bench. Or are we going to get a chance to see, you know, A.J. Griffin have a bigger role and with some really big moments as the season obviously hangs in the balance of trying to lock into, again, if you could get to that locked-in six seed, that, that just changes everything. Meanwhile, you've got that just sort of redundancy you and I spoke about earlier with Capella and John Collins. And how do you get more out of John? And, and kind of, is, is Capella going to be that pick-and-roll guy? Because John, sometimes he is, sometimes it's Capella. they got a lot of things they can work on. But one thing for certain, maximizing DeJounte and Trey. Mm. And, hey, hats off to Prunty. He was pretty good. Now, they did nearly blow a 20-point lead last night, if we're honest. But, obviously, the fireworks at the end were unbelievable. No, they were. Um, and here's the other thing I liked. There was no indecisiveness with the ball in Trey's hands last night. Meaning, that's the formula. Right, and if they're gonna run, if they're gonna run guys at Trey or double team, then that's when other guys are gonna be. That's when I'm giving it up to Dejounte, or I'm giving it up to other guys who can can finish the game. But I thought having the ball in his hands last night, a no brainer. I don't know if we've seen enough of that right. this season. All right, let's talk some college football because it's a big story. Matt Marshall's joining us. He writes for the Orlando Sentinel, national college football writer. Here's what we know, Matt, and you correct us if we're wrong, but Florida State Athletic Director uh, Michael Alford has basically told his board of trustees this happened Friday that something has to change with the revenue gap between the ACC and the schools that are the biggest brands. Number one, can they even attempt to do this, and what does it mean for Florida State? What are they asking for? Well, I mean, yeah, I, I don't think that there's any question that they're, they're going to have to, a difficult time trying to make up that gap. I mean, we saw what the Big Ten has been able to do. We saw what the SEC's television deal is going to be about. You know, what Michael Offer was pointing out was if you look at our current deal and you look at these other deals, you know, we're, we're going to end up being – each individual school is going to end up being about $30 million apart. Um, and he said that's a lot to really kind of make up for. And one of the big things, the points that he kept pushing was, listen – you know, our current ACC deal runs through 2036. These other conferences, their deals are going to go up again before then, and they're going to have other media rights deals. So he's saying we're basically falling farther and farther behind. Right. Now, what I think he's probably asking for is this idea of, listen, 
you know, we need to get more from the ACC. Now, whether that means, you know, uh, you know, some sort of revenue distribution changing, you know, maybe, maybe the Florida States and the Clemsons and the North Carolinas get a little bit more money than, you know, the, the rest of the league. But they're trying to find a way to find to make up some of that gap. And it's really not going to happen in, in any sort of way, shape, or form quickly because the ACC is trying to find any way it can. But, you know, outside of, of, of getting a new deal, it, it's just going to be difficult. And as some of the board of trustees are asked afterwards, you know, what can, you know, what can we do to get out of this deal with the ACC? What would it call, involve, you know, financially? And they, they brought up the number $120 million. And, you know, that's just something I, I think that, the, 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 that Florida State can't actually, you know, do. So they're, they're kind of stuck in, in the middle right now waiting to see what happens. And again, Michael Alford, this, this talk has been going on in Tallahassee. This is the first time it really went public, you know, talking to the boosters and talking to the money men. Matt Marshall, guys, he's the uh, national football writer for college football in the Orlando Sentinel. He joins us here on the waitfor.com hotline. And I guess if you did that kind of platform where Florida State and Clemson gets more money because the TV ra- ratings are, you know, let's be honest, a hell of a lot better than a Syracuse-Wake Forest game, then how does a Wake Forest or a Georgia Tech survive if they're going to get a diminished piece of the pie? Mm. Yeah, that's, 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 that's the big question. That's why when these discussions haven't just kind of gone through and, and this hasn't been done already, I think a lot of it is this idea of, you know, how do you make it fair for everyone? You know, I mean, you, you obviously you mentioned it. You know, Florida State, Clemson, um, those schools are, you know, drive the engine, so to speak, when you're looking at television eyes and viewership numbers. So, you know, they're the ones that feel like they should get more. Those other schools, you know, like you mentioned, the Wakes, you know, it's going to be difficult for them. You know, I mean, they're going to have to find a way to, to make up some of that money. And, and if you're losing money and not making money, obviously that makes things uh, a little bit uneasy for these schools. And they've got to find a way to, you know, kind of come back with some more of that revenue, whether it's from the conference themselves or whether they're going to have to do some their own deals to try to figure that out. But um, it's, it's the kind of direction that the ACC is in right now. You know, the grant of rights deal, you know, really kind of has locked these schools in. And while it's provided some stability, so to speak, during this realignment, it's really kind of created a, this financial divide. And I think a lot of these schools in the ACC are wondering what's the big next big step. All right. Are we eventually, I mean, look, it may be down the road, but we've talked about this, Matt, you know, one big conference, right? We're Florida state and Clemson and nobody wants to say this, but they're in the sec. I mean, sec then has, you know, 30 schools. Are we moving in that direction? So everybody can get their cut. No, I don't think we're going to go that big. Listen, I think, you know, you get to that 20-team conference, I think there's no, it's going to be really difficult to kind of manage all the sports the way it is. I think you're looking at 16 to 18 teams. I think that's about the most you're going to see. Um, it's, it's tough to keep a league that big together. I mean, you know, I think back in the day when the, the WAC tried to do this, um, you know, they had a 16-team league, and everyone thought it was going to be great, and it didn't survive. It lasted maybe two seasons. You know, the, the, league, the team started fighting amongst themselves, and eventually it caused the, the league to collapse. I think that sort of thing would happen as well. Now, I do believe that we may, we may see a, a Power 5 conference end up eventually folding. I mean, whether it's going to be the Pac-12 or, or whoever, I think eventually you'll see some of these the, the SECs, the Big Tens, um, maybe uh, whether it's the Big 12 or the ACC, maybe trying to grab in a, a couple other schools and, mm. and continue to, to build themselves up. I could see that happening. You know, obviously we're seeing it now with the Pac-12. What's their future going to be? I mean, they, if, if they can't get a good media rights deal, you know, you could see the Big 12 step again and grabbing four schools right there. Mm. Then most of whatever's left would either go somewhere else or would have find up, you know, uh, creating their own league. So I think we could see the Big Four. But I, I don't know if we'll see like a big two or, or, or big one. I think there's just too much at stake at that point. It's uh, Matt Marshall, guys, talking about the news. The uh, Again, a athletic director of Florida State saying, hey, 
we need more money, ACC, because we are the TV show. What about pairing up with Miami or, like, creating their own little triumvirate with Clemson? And, I mentioned, you know, Carl mentioned North Carolina. Is there communication between FSU and Clemson and saying we could do this together? You know, I, I haven't heard that at any point. You know, they're, we're working together, but I'm sure every, every one of the power schools in the ACC has had this discussion about how are they going to make more money, how are they going to keep up with everyone else that's going on. Um, you know, it, it, it's difficult. When you think about the $30 million gap, you know, that's going to happen, you think about even with the money that's going to be generated from the new expanded college football playoff, um, it's not going to be enough. You know, I mean, and, and, and schools are trying to compete. If you're trying to compete with, you know, the Florida's in your own state, if you're trying to compete with Florida or you're trying to compete with a South Carolina, you're trying to compete with, you know, a, a Georgia. I mean, it's, it's going to be hard to do that. You know, if they've got that 75, 80, 85, $90 million, you know, revenue every year that they're pumping into not just, you know, facilities, but also, you know, helping out with scholarships, you know, upgrading everything. Plus then you add on NIL and stuff like that. It's, it's very difficult. So I think that's why, you know, it, it's nothing new what, what Michael Alford said, but I think what he's just trying to do is he's trying to warn everybody, listen, we're, we're not in a great shape. If we're going to do this, we're going to have to start pushing harder to try to get more money. Now, whether they can convince the ACC to go to that format, that's going to probably be decided in, in, in meetings among the athletic directors. But I think it's something that's definitely on the horizon for the league. So what's the most money you think they could possibly get as currently constructed? What, is, what are we talking about? Can they get 10 more million? 15, 20? Probably, yeah. I mean, I think they could get they could get that. I think they could get ten more million, depending on how it's structured. But again, it's it, it's like he mentioned. You know, someone said, "Could you get up to the, the thirty million mark?" No, you're not probably going to get up there. I mean, it, it's just there isn't that much money. That's why the ACC is looking around. I mean, the ACC came up with this deal essentially, you know, because they really wanted to create the ACC network. They felt the ACC network was going to be uh, on a similar par to the SEC network back in the day. And when John Swafford was the ACC commissioner, you know, that's the reason he pushed this. So ESPN came to them and said, here's this deal. We'll create the network, but you're going to sign this long-term grant of rights deal. And that's where they got themselves locked into. And, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of like, you know, you, you wanted the ACC network so badly, but now look what they're kind of paying for it. Right. So, um, and, and then you look around and, and, you know, again, to be locked into anything past 10 years is just unbelievable. I mean, you know, even, even the Big Ten's not in that sort of deal right now. They could, their deal's going to be up, and I think it's 2031. They're going to get another deal. So, I mean, that's where I think Michael Alford's looking around saying, listen, these numbers are insane when you look about how, tele- how schools are going to be making with these television deal- deals. Now, we haven't even talked about streaming, guys. I mean, you're talking about amazon and maybe apple and maybe one of these other groups maybe trying to jump in at some point down the road if they want to get involved in college football or college athletics that's going to be even more money so i think a lot of these schools like florida state who have been national contenders in the past they're trying to figure out how can we continue to remain that way with with the resources that we have i know that uh, strange bedfellows when usc and ucla joined the big 10 I mean, that doesn't make any sense but that's the world we live <laughs> in so I, I guess so basically because this thing's such a bad stinker of a deal we should expect at some point a Florida State, Clemson, Miami joining something like the Big 12. That's where this will go. Yeah, it'll be right, as of right now, it depends on what happens with the grant of rights. The grant of rights, they're locked in right now. The only way they get out of grant of rights for 2036 is someone has to take this to, to go through the, the court system. They're going to have to file a lawsuit to try to break this apart. Um, or if the conference, ACC, wants to add some schools and that essentially would nullify their grant of rights to deal with the remaining schools. Other than that, they're kind of locked into this. I mean, the, the amount of money, the $120 million that Michael Offord was talking about, 
what I've heard, that's on the low end of things. I mean, it could end up being more than that, up, up to upwards towards $300 million. So there's no school who could legitimately pay that kind of money out for, you know, over the next couple of years and, 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 and be able to stay solvent. So they're kind of locked into this. Now, if the grant of rights disappears somehow, then yes, I think the SEC could look around and say, okay, maybe we add a couple schools. Obviously Florida state would be attractive or, or Miami or, you know, uh, you know, or North Carolina or Clemson, maybe the big 10 wants to go that route. Or maybe, like you said, the big 12, if the big 12 hasn't added some Pac 12 teams, maybe they're interested. So, I think definitely these, these, these schools are going to start looking around and hoping to get one of these big kind of massive television deals. The problem is the more teams you add to a conference, guys, it means the pot ultimate big picture pot has to be bigger as well. And that's going to have to depend on what happens to ESPN. And as I mentioned, maybe some of these streamers. Great stuff. Matt, we enjoy reading you. Uh, he writes for the Orlando Sentinel guys, national coverage, college football. Again, ACC right now. Just behind the scenes, in flux, man. The biggest brands in the ACC unhappy with their current structure, and we're going to see where this goes. Matt, thank you so much for joining us, man. Have a great day. Thanks. Appreciate it, guys. Take care. Yeah, I know that we. I, I'm old fashioned when it comes to football and like the SEC and the idea that Florida State years ago, you know, tried to get in the SEC and that never came of anything. Right. And, and now you're looking at the ACC, and when you hear it broken broken down, it's the worst TV deal for all the major. It really is. It's just a stinker of a deal. These guys are losing. It's an arms race. You think about where Georgia is. They spent four million dollars on recruiting. You can't do that at Florida State, Carl. If you're thirty million dollars making less than programs in the SEC or the Big Ten. All right, guys, we got plenty more to get to. 30 minutes from now, Quinn Snyder is going to join us on the show exclusively here on Sports Radio 929 The Game. He was introduced today as the new head coach of our Atlanta Hawks. We'll talk about where the Hawks go over the next 20 games. Next game is against the Wizards. But when we come back, it's time for Yeah Man, No Man. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is Dukes and Bell. Quinn Stein is on the way. We'll talk more about what went down this weekend. Mike had a great trip to New York City. Our Oof. Hawks pick up another win. We're uh, a couple of dubs, man. That's that's what it's about. Hopefully we can get another one against the Wizards. If you're just joining us, Quinn Snyder was in, uh, had his introductory, uh, introductory press conference starting uh, right at the show started at 2 o'clock, and he said a lot of interesting things. I'm excited, Mike, to get a chance to talk to him. We've got our own 
questions that we want to ask and hopefully uh, he can answer. And, you know, again, I don't know if there's any secrecy right now, Mike. That he just got here, right? I mean, next year, as he's trying to install things and do things maybe a little bit differently, it might feel different. But I, I do think, and I'm going to ask him this, how does he bridge this gap between the star player and the coach? He's been there. He had Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell was great in Utah. And over the weekend, there were reports that Mitchell spoke with Trey about, dude, you're getting a good one. Like, Quinn is really good. So I want to ask him about that, and we'll find out coming up here at 4 o'clock. Right now, let's get to Yeah Man, No Man. It's time for Yeah Man, No Man. Kind of makes me wonder why the hell so many people are trying to tell me to slow down. Seems like I should be shutting the hell up and enjoying the show. He's six foot one. Not really. From Florida, Kennesaw State, and gives rapid fire questions. <laughs> it's the executive producer of the Dukes and Bell Show, Bo Morgan. Brought to you by the W Sauce, America's Worcestershire Sauce, bigger, better, bolder. All right, Bo, what's happening, man? How was your weekend? Yeah, it was quiet until. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sunday night. Um, <laughs> yeah. Man, I, uh, I, so <laughs> I got, you know, I've been wanting to get back and get my grilling, and it's just like, hey, I got to get back out there and start grilling again. Like, really hardcore, right? Yeah. Because I've, I've been doing a lot more inside cooking lately for Tugging at Home. And so I had a sirloin that I had bought up when I was just buying meat randomly that was on sale. And I thought out. Again, uh, Squid is a hoarder. He, and again, all this meat is in a giant freezer, apparently, in the garage, right? Yeah, it is. It's, yeah. it's, not, it's not too big, but it's in there, yeah. And so I get, I get it, de- you know, defrosting. And then, um, and then uh, the, um, the Hawks game comes down to the wire, and I'm like, well, I'm, I'm going to wait. Right. And then Chris Kirk, who's Woodstock native, uh, he went to the University of, of, of uh, Georgia, he lives in Athens. Well, he's playing this Eric Cole guy at the Honda Classic, and they're going toe-to-toe down the stretch, and now it goes in overtime. And I go, wow, I'm going to have to wait, wait some more. And then the NASCAR race goes, you know, it's, it, now it's, it's paired up with the ending of this. And I'm like. So you've not done anything. So now, now I folded clothes is all I did. And I'm, now, I'm, now I'm like, oh, now I'm going to be grilling in the dark, so i got to pull out my lights. And so I, re- I reversed here the sirloin and. Man, I'm just I'm just loving life. I got some Woodford on the rocks, Ooh. and life is good. Me and Amy are having a good conversation. Ding, ding. I'm like, hey, man, you're gonna have a fun show tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I knew that the Quinn Steiner stuff had already been out. And then I looked, and I go, oh, oh, damn it! Why couldn't I have a peaceful night? Because <laughs> then I, because you know, my job I had to, you know, make some calls and some texts. But uh, but yeah, it was, dude. I had a I had a great weekend. Very nice and relaxed. Uh, until you know about eight fifteen. So the steak, the steak did not get cooked. No, the ke- the steak got cooked. I had finished it. I had mm-hmm. eaten. I had just got done eating when all hell broke loose. Ah, got you. All right. So I was a little bit, a little bit, and I even watched the the, the finale of nineteen twenty three yesterday. Like I literally had, other than playing golf, I had the ideal weekend. <laughs> you know, I even hung out with my neighbors all weekend. Nice. Went to the clubhouse. Checking all the boxes. Yeah, well, it sounds like right, he, had, right. he had a full weekend. Uh, by the way, you just mentioned this to me. Um, Dukes and Bell, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Quinn, Quinn uh, Snyder's on the way at 4 o'clock. I did not know that they released new episodes of 1923. When it first came out, I was watching it. It's the, it's the prequel, guys, basically to Yellowstone. They had um, the first one in the 1800s, getting them out there. Yeah. And this was the next evolution of it. Correct. And so, um, but I, I, I watched, I think, the first four episodes. And I just told Bo, the last episode I saw was The Sun. 
who's the, he's dating the hot chick in Africa or whatever, and they're yeah. over there. And he gets the letter from mom. And that was the last episode I saw. And I didn't know they had well, released new episodes. And it's actually his aunt. So he's Correct. actually he's actually Tim McGraw from eighteen eighty three. That's his character's youngest son. So the one that wasn't born when they made the trek to um across to, to the Yellowstone. Right. Um so uh, that's in, the way I've interpreted it anyways. But So you're telling me I'm I'm now I got four episodes to watch. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um so we're going to tell a story, and I don't think we've done this story because it just came out. Broke It broke late Thursday afternoon. A woman was arrested in Georgia, uh, Bel- uh, Belinda Miller of Augusta, was charged with felony aggravated assault and criminal damage to property. She was at a fast food restaurant chain that sells chicken, but not the Lord's chicken. Okay. One that's very popular and has long lines. So we don't, we don't, you can't say the name. I'm just gonna, all right, just gonna leave it at that. They don't advertise with us. Okay. And if they do, I hope they do. Maybe then they'll get the name said. Well, her order, the Louisiana-based chicken place, Carl. That's right. Her, <laughs> her order was not complete because ah. it didn't have biscuits. Whoa, that's a problem. That's so a problem. this angered her. She was angry. We'll call this she, place Stop Eyes. She made several <laughs> threats. And even calling and threatening to drive her car into the building. Well, now that's extreme. I mean, just go back in and get the biscuits, but don't don't, don't murder anybody. Yeah, I mean, yeah. come on. Come so on. Perspective. She did drive her car into the building. One of the employees was standing by the entrance and almost got struck by the car. Jeez. She has, she has now been arrested with felony aggravated assault and criminal damage to property in the first degree. So I ask you guys, what... Be, what would be left out of your favorite fast food order that would make you so angry oh. you would drive oh. your Corvette, Mike, no, into that's crazy a fast talk. food place? That's crazy talk. Oh, well, you would drive your second car. Yes, will you stop it? Yes, yes. Perhaps I'd drive the Audi into a puff. No, I'm not going to do that. Um, I'm looking at the mugshot. I mean, I think everyone has a – you're having a bad day, Carl. You find you got no biscuits and just to put you over the edge. And that's, But, again, driving into the restaurant is kind of – that's a deal breaker for me. But biscuits, if there was something that would cause me to go, like, ballistic, the biscuits are a major component for that restaurant. It's the McDonald's fries, man. You drive off, you mm. reach into the bag, you want a fry, you know that salty taste is about to hit your lips, and there are no fries in the bag! I'm turning I, around. I just want to go to the place, Rhymeswood, Slurger King, over on North Avenue, and one day have the frozen Coke ready. I mean, just, I love frozen I love a slushy, you know, like a Slurpee at 7-Eleven. It's like the ice cream it's machine. Never, it's never ready. And I told you, the last time I was at Slurger King, they gave me two room-temperature cans of Coca-Cola because oh, the fountain was broken. Terrible. I was like, what in God's name is going on here? Yeah. And they're really nice people. The lady's always friendly over there. So I want my big chicken sandwich and my frozen Coke. By, by the way, uh, we had we had Whataburger dropped off last week. Yeah, uh, great. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. But I happened to drive by the one where John picked up the food, uh, one of our sales guys. And, and big shout out to Whataburger, the two locations in town. Mike, one of, I think the location that he went to, or hmm. maybe the one in Kennesaw, it's already become the number one store in the franchise. Wow. It's doing that I mean, much business. And I know that uh, I, I had it in college for the first time down at FSU. And I know you grew up in Texas with it. We spoke about it last week. I mean, I just, it's great. I love the flavors. And I just, I can't, someone just, what makes it so great? I don't know how to quantify it. It's just a tasty burger. It is. And I love the spicy ketchup. But I just wanted to mention that. Big right. shout out, Bo. We were talking about fast food. And their fries are delicious as well. All right. By the way, there used to be a place. I think they're all gone. There might be like two locations. So we'll name it. But Mrs. Winner's Fried Chicken. It used to be like it was like KFC. We had we had a KFC and we had a Mrs. Winters right next door to each other. Mm. And let me tell you something. 
I would literally, I would have driven my mom as like an eight-year-old. I would have driven my mom's car into that Mrs. Winter's building if they didn't give us their biscuits because their biscuits were the best. Is there an is there a no another location still here or no? They're all I gone. I think there's one in like there might be. Uh, we've had this conversation before at at some point, and I think there might be one in like so, uh, south of Atlanta somewhere. But I'm not 100 percent sure. But I'm telling you, Mrs. Winter's biscuits, like they're phenomenal. Okay, unbelievable. Um, you know, they they literally are drive your car into the building good. If there is one south of the city, please let me know. Hit us up on the text line at 404-741-0929. I know you've talked about it. I think uh, other folks on the station have talked about those biscuits. I'm just curious. If there's a location, I want to go check there it out. There was a Mrs. Winters right across from Tattletales back in the old days oh. in Buckhead. That was, well, that's I, a perfect spot. Yes, it was. And that was also one of those drive throughs that took a minute. The world-famous Tattletales. Motley yes. Crew famous. All right, guys. I'm not going to go late today because we have the new – Head coach of the Atlanta Hawks, Quinn Snyder, coming up. Coach Snyder. So I will tell you that just as good as those Mrs. Winter's biscuits is the fire shower from the W Sauce. It's bigger, better, bolder, and now spicier. Get over to WSauce.com, find a retailer near you, and don't forget my friends at the Georgia Hemp Company and the GeorgiaHempCompany.com. Use the code SQUIDBILLY10 for 10% off all your CBD needs today. Turtle, get us out of here. We got a new coach. I know I was excited when I heard the initial press conference. Hopefully it's going to translate in that locker room and it can build on this two-game win streak. Yeah, I, uh, I I like the hire as well, Mike. I mean, listen, there were a lot of guys out there you could have gone and, and gotten. He's got a connection already to the Hawks organization. He's been a head coach. He brings a lot of qualifications. We're going to talk to him next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.